The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch Power Rangers. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What's up, Jason? Not much. How about you, Kerwin? Uh, nothing, man. I'm just chilling. What are you drinking today? A uh, nice ice-cold light beer. Ah, very, very good. Also joining us today is Mugga. How you doing, Mugs? Special K, what's going on? I'm chilling, man. What are you drinking today? I got water out of a hydro flask. Nice, nice. Very and, and a glass of wine. Okay, <laughs> I, you know, I was about to give you props for you know being hydrated, but still good nonetheless. And making her debut, first time on the show, uh, Mylesha. How are you doing today? Great. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking today? Um, I have pink lemonade, and I may or may not have a glass of. The same thing Mug is drinking. Okay, and we may or What's may the water? not snitch on you, so <laughs> that's all good. All right, so today we're reviewing Power Rangers, released March 24th, 2017, produced by Lionsgate Films, Temple Hill Entertainment, and distributed by Lionsgate Pictures. The movie stars Dacre Montgomery, Naomi Scott, RJ Kyler, Becky G, Ludie Lynn, Bill Hader, Brian Cranston, and Elizabeth Banks. It's directed by Dean Israelite. Written by John Gatons, who did Hardball, Coach Carter, Real Steel, and Kong Skull Island. Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, who did Dracula Untold, Gods of Egypt, and uh, the showrunners on Netflix's Lost in Space, as well as Kieran and Michelle Moroni, who did Sherlock Holmes 2, A Game of Shadows, and Geostorm. So before we get into behind the scenes, Mugga hit us with the financials. So this movie made around 142 million, 85 domestic, 57 foreign um, with a budget. I got two quotes, so it's like 100 to 105 million. And so if you take that away, it made profit around 37 to 42 million. Um, Opening weekend, it made 15 million their very first day and it made around 40 million that whole weekend. Um, It was second to the remake of Beauty and the Beast Mm. that weekend, yeah. Um, Do you know what the original Power Rangers in 95 made? Uh, what total that was like 66 million right which at the time was not bad um it was first for two weekends in a row i just want to throw it out there what movies were in the theater while the original power rangers was going yeah this is crazy ready for this apollo 13 pocahontas batman forever judge dread congo casper braveheart die hard um i think it was the third one and the original bad boys Bad voice, yeah. All at the same time? All at the same time, Holy yeah. Crap. I was like, that's a, that's a movie right there, that's Marathon. Yeah. Wow. Bad Boys only made a million that weekend, by the way. But it was his 13th weekend. Okay. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. You, go. you yeah. gotta qualify that. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Throw Will Smith under the bus? I'm just saying, yeah. Will but Smith all of those, there was even more, but that was just where I think the most recognizable ones were. Okay, so, so that's yeah. a stacked year, yeah. But okay. this is another thing I wanted to bring up. They did do a teaser trailer before they released this movie. Within 48 hours, it had 150 million views, which I'm thinking like, okay, everyone wants to see it. It didn't even make $150 million. Like it had 150 million views in 48 hours, but then it didn't even make that in money. I, I thought that was really weird. Yeah, like there was a market for it, but it just, I don't know, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, probably has to do with Beauty and the Beast too. And I think, didn't the release date get pushed too? It was the well? third time. This is okay. the third release date that they had, which we'll, we'll get to it, but the release date of March 20 fourth is a big deal and and I'll, it's it's kind of yeah we'll get to it though okay cool uh so jason why don't you tell us uh what the people thought about this movie what's the consensus so when we look at the tomato meter critics have it at a 47 percent where they're scoring at about 5.2 out of 10 so 
Um, not really high with the critics. When you look at the audience, is 66%, and the, it's about a 3.7 out of 5. So I don't know if I agree with this. Uh, 66%, 3.7 out of 5, it's, eh, I mean, it's, I mean, IMDb had it at 6 out of 10, so about a 60% out of 87,000 reviews. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a 60%. I think they did a good job with the movie. I don't know if I quite agree with it, but it, it depends if you're a fan or not. I yeah, Malisha, this was your pick. What do you think? Do you agree yeah, with it? Yeah, no, I, I saw that too, and I was like kind of sad. I really liked <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I can agree with the amount of people that kind of felt it was good. Like you said, Jay, I think it all depends on whether or not you're a fan or if that nostalgia factor kind of hooks you. But also, like, I, I don't think this movie deserves a five out of ten i yeah. i give it like a six six and a half maybe like yeah 5.2 out of 10 is pretty low yeah. i feel like yeah that's like that's sadly harsh. low yeah. yeah especially when you look at how many people viewed just the trailer when it released yeah just the trailer i don't know I, 48 hours 100 so obviously it was more than 150 million but in 48 hours 150 million views yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think know. they did a good job with the movie we'll get into that later but i, I think the score is a little on the low side personally so for behind the scenes, uh, we're going to break it down a little different this time because there is so much history to Power Rangers. Um, so first off, we're going to start with uh, Super Sentai. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or the entire Power Rangers franchise as a whole is based on the Japanese annual superhero series called Super Sentai, which as of 2019 will be on its 43rd season. So Super Sentai falls under the genre of film and television known as Tokusatsu or Toku for short. Tokusatsu in Japanese means special filming and is reserved for live action storytelling that involves lots of special effects, often involving suitmation. Suitmation involves having a person portray a giant creature or robot, you know, obviously uh, with a suit, and they're shot against a smaller scale model of a landscape or cityscape, as well as being shot at a higher frame rate, and they're directed to move slower to kind of mimic a massive slow moving creature. Examples of other Toku productions include, but aren't limited to, Godzilla, Super Sentai, which we're discussing, Kamen Rider, Metal Heroes, Spider-Man, and Ultraman. Uh, specifically regarding Super Sentai, each season, like Power Rangers as it exists now, revolves around a group of young heroes who transform or henshin into multicolored superheroes with special powers, weapons, and usually giant robots with a different theme every season. Typically, episodes revolve around one of the characters specifically and include a unique monster for the team to defeat. Usually after defeating a monster, it comes back larger than before, forcing the heroes to summon a giant robot to defeat it. The first Super Sentai series was created by Shotaro Ishimori, who created Kamen Rider and Cyborg 009 in 1975, and it's produced by Toei, a Japanese film company. The first series was called uh, Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger uh, that he created, and his second series, uh, Jaka Dengegitai, was his last, so he only worked on two seasons. Following Jaka, Toy worked together with Marvel to create a live-action Spider-Man series in 1978, which featured the first live-action giant robot, which would become a staple in Sentai moving forward. The first Sentai series created with Marvel was Battle Fever J, uh, which had a worldwide theme uh, with each uh, ranger or superhero representing a country, America, Japan, Kenya, I believe France, and I forget the other one. Oh, uh, the USSR individually. The last Sentai series produced by Toy and Marvel was uh, Denji Man. And from then on, Toy uh, went on to produce Super Sentai series on their own. And this brings us to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is adapted from the 16th show in the series, Kyoryu Sentai's Ranger, which carried a dinosaur theme. 
So Power Rangers was created by Haim Saban and Shuki Levy. Um, Haim Saban was on a business trip to Japan and just happened to come across an episode of Chodenshi Bioman, which is the eighth season of Super Sentai. And he was pretty impressed with the fight scenes and immediately thought about its potential with U.S. audiences. Saban and Levy developed a pilot based on Bioman, coupling Japanese action footage with English language actors in between, uh, but nobody picked up the series. Eventually, Saban got the show greenlit by Fox and secured the rights from Toy and Bandai to use Super Sentai footage. Like with their Bioman pilot, they stitched together the Japanese action scenes from Zoo Ranger and spliced that with acting footage of American actors and made up their own storylines. Some people think that's because nobody on the staff spoke Japanese, so they couldn't directly translate the plot. The actors chosen to be rangers on the show were specifically picked for their athletic or martial arts ability to make their fighting skills as rangers more believable. Saban specifically put together a diverse cast to appeal to multiple audiences. There was some concern about uh, the Asian actor playing the Yellow Ranger and the black guy playing the Black Ranger. But Walter Jones, who played Zack in the show, actually spoke on this uh, in an interview saying that the Yellow Ranger was originally Latina but because she asked for higher pay, she was fired from the show, and then they replaced her with uh, Tui Cheng, who's a Vietnamese actress that ended up playing uh, Trini. As far as his character goes, Zach's character was specifically written to be a dancer because of hip hop's impact in society at the time. He says it's you know regardless of race, but he did say like a lot of you know African American males did audition, and dancing was a requirement because this character was specifically supposed to use hip hop keto was the name of the martial art he would use. Jesus, that is a lot of information. I thought they just made a show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was all of that. I, I thought, so literally they made the show in where originally? Uh, Japan. Japan, and yeah. then they took those fighting scenes and just sliced up America. So we just piggybacked off what they did? Yeah, so you can tell what's Japanese footage and what's American footage. Uh, Japanese footage um, has like a specific grain to it. And when you get to the American actors, like the pace slows down a lot. There's a little more clarity because right. it's it's footage spliced with footage that's a year or two old. Wow. Yeah. So you can you can definitely tell what's Japanese. I had no and what's idea. Not. Yeah. Just speaking on what you're just talking about, though, I like that they picked actors that had some kind of martial arts background of some sort mm -hmm. or hip hop back like dancing background because it kind of fits I mean from the first episode you you can tell that they have some kind of abilities which I think kind of helps give the show. Uh, some credibility yeah when you see them fight in different styles they actually know what they're doing which i think is kind of cool yeah and that's one of the things that uh, saban had in mind too which is good is that you know nobody's going to believe that these high schoolers can kick alien ass if they don't do some sort of extracurricular activity on the side right like they were all made to be fighters probably with the exception of Billy, but he was learning how to fight. He was learning. I rewatched the first episode of Mighty Morphin the other day. How was that? <laughs> I'm not, okay, I'm not going to lie. It was freaking rough, dude. I'm watching this shit, and I'm like, and I just got done. I rewatched the movie yesterday, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if Mighty Morphin is on Netflix, and lo and behold, it was. It so I'm like, you know what? Because um, I was doing some research, and they kept talking about Day of the Dumpster, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to rewatch that episode, and it happened to be the pilot, the very first episode. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, Oh, oh my God. Like, I remember like loving this show as a kid. So when I started watching it, I was like, man, this is You're just like, like, how did you like that? How did I like this? Yeah. <laughs> but again, I, again, we'll, we'll get into it later, but comparing the movie to, you know, maybe some of the older stuff to this series, the Mighty Morphin, they, and from the first episode, you know, these guys know how to fight. Oh yeah. They're talking about karate. Um, you know, Zach knows how to do his, his, what would you call it? 
Hip hop keto. Hip hop keto. (laughs) But at least it shows you that he knows not only how to dance, but how to do some fighting. Even Billy, even though he's probably the the most novice of the group with karate, he still is learning. So it's like, okay. And even in their fighting styles, you can tell Billy's like still kind of nervous. It's like, it keeps true to that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think a a little bit better job than we'll get into the movie, how it does. But yeah. And then, you know, speaking of Billy, like, I know this goes into the show too much and we'll back off of that. But like, um, he was like, like a really, really good gymnast. And that he actually wears a lot of baggy clothes in the show to like hide his physique. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there no, it I'm is. dead serious. Like, like he was like ripped, but because he was playing the nerdy character, they always gave him baggy overalls or baggy. He wore shorts. the glasses too with like yeah. the Clark yeah. Kent haircut yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't he wear overalls in. Yeah, one of those they did everything they could to kind <laughs> the, of hide the denim that. overalls. Yeah, yeah, they they did everything they could to hide the fact that this nerdy guy was, was the most athletic, the most athletic yeah. out of the whole group. Getting back to the show, eventually. Tui Trang, Walter Jones, and Austin St. John, the Red Ranger, were written off the show after they demanded more money and tried to form a union, according to Amy Jo Johnson. Austin St. John uh, stated in an interview later that he could have worked at McDonald's and got the same amount of money back when he was acting on this show. Wow, that's crazy. So they all got written off the show. Power Rangers launched in 1993 and eventually took off uh, and made a shit ton of money and released Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, I believe, in 95, and then uh, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, sometime after that. But after that second movie, the series kind of lost popularity. Uh, eventually, Disney came to own the rights to the series after they bought out Fox Family Worldwide in 2001, and Power Rangers Time Force was the last season produced by Saban and Fox, and Power Rangers Wild Force being the first season produced by Disney. Disney was going to actually cut the cord on the Power Rangers franchise for good in 2008 with Power Rangers Jungle Fury, but contractual obligations with Bandai required them to make uh, one more season with Power Rangers RPM in 2009. So they had to make toys still. So they they were essentially like forced, forced. to produce that last season. I remember season. the toys were a big deal back oh, then. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of brings us to where we are now with this film. Saban bought back the rights to Power Rangers from Disney in 2010 producing more seasons based off of newer Sentai series and eventually partnering with Lionsgate to launch a Power Rangers film franchise. Again, I could not find a lot of research on this, but what I remember, there was a leaked or some sort of nine to 10 minute film that really showed a different perspective in like this post-apocalyptic or whatever uh, world of the of the Power Rangers, a different take, which everyone, I, I, I saw it, I thought it was really cool. And I thought that that sparked in the whole like, Igniting, hey, here we're gonna make another reboot of this whole series. I mean, I I, I couldn't find. Did you guys ever hear that rumor? No, I I didn't. I couldn't find anything about it. Um, it did come out. I think. 20- but did you guys see that that little oh, nine to ten minute? Film? Oh yeah, I, yeah, I watched yeah. it. Yeah, it was really cool. I really I thought I was impressive. Yeah, yeah, where I wanted more. Well, I remember it was all over social media. I think it was back in 2015 is when it surfaced. Yeah. But no, I remember liking it a lot, and I don't know if this kind of spawned something to create this movie. I, I don't yeah. know. I couldn't find anything about that. That short, um, I think it was called Power Rangers Unauthorized or whatever. It was, you know, very heavy, rated R-ish. If, yeah, if, dark. It was yeah. really dark. Yeah, it was yeah. very dark. It was actually directed by uh, Joseph Kahn, uh, who's a uh, filmmaker and music video director. And I don't know if this is the case. Like, you know, you're saying mugs too. Like, the reaction to this... Yeah, ignited the... Ignited, okay. you know, kind of lit a fire under you know, the production company's asses and saying, yo, like, people really, really like this. People are reacting to this. Maybe we should make a movie. You know, I'm not saying that that was the case, but I really do think that this fan film had something to do with it. Right. I thought that that was cool and I really wanted more. And I think that was the consensus when everyone else that watched it. 
So getting into uh, this movie, Power Rangers 2017, the film was originally announced back in 2014, along with a partnership with Lionsgate, with Haim Saban launching his North American film company aimed at acquiring the rights to and distributing upwards of eight films a year. So, you know, he might have been feeling himself after getting Power Rangers back. I don't know. Um, Although it was announced as the start of a film franchise consisting of five to seven films, uh, the small return that Power Rangers had made that future a bit uncertain. But uh, Hasbro actually uh, recently bought the rights to Power Rangers. I read on August 8th this year, they announced that they're going to have another one coming up, right? Yeah. Follow so, up to this movie or, or a sequel? Okay. Yeah, cool. so it's a direct sequel to this movie. But they originally wanted to do five to six more, right? It was going to be a whole, yeah. They wrote this movie with a whole five, six, or seven like film arc in mind. Wow. And you can definitely tell when you watch this movie that yeah. they leave stuff hanging and the way certain things are conceptualized is to kind of lead you to believe that you're going to kind of see the, uh, I guess, the plot of the series actually take place. From what I was reading, too, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in the original series, I think there was six seasons. Is that correct? In Mighty Morphin? I feel like there was more than that. I think, so the storyline of Mighty Morphin, we're, we're about to get real fucking nerdy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but, okay, so the storyline of Mighty Morphin ends with Power Rangers in space. That tells all one story. So the actors change, the powers change, but up until Power Rangers in space, they were telling one story. It all involves Zordon, Rita, Zed, Master Vile, all these other like bad guys and shit. Right. Yeah, they all involved like the same storyline. Maybe that counts as the six seasons, but I, I think... Mighty Morphin had three, but I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. It is three. I just, what I was reading about the movies is that they want to do six movies because I guess the first six seasons uh, of Power Rangers was called the Zordon era. Mm-hmm. So I think they were trying to keep to this Zordon oh, era. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're right. It was only three seasons of Mighty Morphin. Right? Okay. So the writers initially hired to write the script were Ashley Miller, who worked on Agent Cody Banks, The First Door, and X-Men First Class, along with Zach Stentz. Uh, who worked on the same films and actually wrote Top Gun Maverick. Wow. Yeah. Uh, They were hired to write the script at first with Roberto Orsi, who wrote the first two Transformers films, the three rebooted Star Trek films, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He eventually left the project to work on Star Trek Beyond. Uh, Max Landis, who worked on Blues Brothers 2000, Chronicle, and Bright, was an original writer who was fired from the production and he actually had a little beef with the movie because when he saw the trailer he thought it looked a lot like chronicle the film he wrote which is another movie about teens getting superpowers and i haven't seen chronicle but i have seen the trailer and i will say that these movies do look kind of similar in the way they're shot yeah i never seen the movie but i know when i was doing the research i kept reading that it looked like a lot of this movie was like directly stolen or directly resembling this movie Chronicle. So I, I kept seeing that everywhere. Again, I haven't seen that movie, but I, I kept seeing it when I was doing the research for this, it, it was a lot like that. And, you know, speaking of that kind of style, like Dean Israelite actually worked on a film called Project Almanac, which kind of looks like Chronicle from what I've seen. You know, I've never seen that movie either, but it's also about youths finding some power. Uh, with that movie, it's about time travel. He was also the assistant director on Battle Los Angeles, those two films were the only other films he'd worked on at that point, I believe. At one point, he was actually considered to be the director for Doctor Strange, but that eventually went to Scott Derrickson. Regarding the story, Israelite stated in an interview that he wanted to maintain the diversity of the original show, 
but he swapped the races to kind of avoid any sort of backlash. So he made the choice to make Zach Asian. Billy's black now. Trini's no longer Asian. So he definitely wanted to avoid any you know potential controversy with that. Uh, on the updated costumes, Israelite stated that he wanted them to be recognizable as the suits from the show with a modern, edgy, badass, aspirational quality. And that they aren't your typical suit because you don't get into them. The suit forms around you. So it's not like your typical superhero suit. What did you think about the suits? After I saw some behind the scenes on them, which I'll get to like in a little bit, I'm, I'm more impressed now. But as far as I'm concerned... The Red Ranger and the Pink Ranger have the only good suits, in my really? opinion. Really? Yeah. I, Is it I think, because they have boobs? No, it's because... <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, <a>, yo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. The boob armor. That was actually, like, a thing, too, when the suits got revealed. Like, the Yellow Ranger and the Pink Ranger had, like, boob armor and had heel boots. Well, I don't know about the heels thing, but at least, like, the boob armor, like, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta protect them. Yeah, you gotta protect them, yeah. I, I, I thought the suits were better than the original, than those spandex ones that they had. I thought it was up to date, I guess, if that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I was impressed with them. I mean, I liked them. I just, I think for me, it's like, I, I thought those are the only good looking helmets. They had heels? Yeah, the, the yellow that. and the pink ranger. Because how do you know if the yellow one is a boy or a girl, oh, right? <laughs> they have boobs. <laughs> we just said that mugs the boob No, armor. that's what she says in the movie. <laughs> I know, I'm just messing. So the suits were initially designed by Legacy Effects, who designed and or did special or practical effects for Avatar, uh, a lot of the Marvel Studios movies, Life of Pi, and Oblivion. There it is. There There it is. (laughs) And they were fully realized and constructed by uh, Widow Workshop, who did Lord of the Rings, Blade Runner 2049, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and Avatar. All of the Rangers' suits were practically made. Yeah. They were actually made for the actors and stunt performers uh, with motion tracking markers added to the centerpiece and other glowing pieces that needed to have that kind of like space looking thing. Uh, The lights from the suit are actually real too. So that way any sort of light that shines on objects or portions of the suit themselves actually do have real light. So that didn't have to be computer animated or added in post. Uh, Because of the level of intricate detail regarding the different textures, thicknesses, and opacities all over the suits, they created over 2,000 pieces to make sure that the colors were right. So they they spent a lot of time on these suits. Even the battle damage, down to the battle damage, there was a ton of work and detail put into that. They actually had um, extra artists handcraft the cracks and the scratches on every piece of armor. So there's so much that went into their suits. Oh, yeah. You're kind of saying. Yeah, and it's funny because I spent a lot of time I was talking to Jay about this earlier. I spent a lot of time thinking that these suits were mostly CG when you see them. That's what I thought too. Well, because that's what you, they have to be CG when they're putting them on of how they come as one. But it seems like it was very detailed oriented. Yeah. You know, I just thought like, oh, we're just going to have them be CG the whole time. But the entire time you see them, almost the entire time you see them on screen, like they're the real suit. Wow. Yeah, and they were able to do the stunts in them, the fighting, everything. Maybe a little CG here and there for, you know, the jumps or whatever. But for the most part, like what you see on the screen is 100% real. Nice. And to make sure that, you know, the suits kind of worked properly, uh, the people at Wado Workshop actually traveled to the shoots to make sure that they were filmed correctly so that they looked good on screen. So let's get into our experience with the movie. Mugs, tell us your experience. So uh, this is my leisure's request, right? You wanted to this review is, this, this movie. Mine. And I never has saw it. I saw the movie that we talked about prior, that 9 and 10 minute one, and I wanted to. Maybe I just never got around to in theaters, and then I never watched it because of the reviews. So I literally tried to watch it for the first time about four days ago. And uh, 
a fire stick. Yeah. A fire stick, uh, a version that I got in it where it was very low quality and it starts off with Zordon and, uh, Rita arguing where I don't know if it is Rita yet because she did, but very low quality, but they're speaking in a different language, which I heard, this is kind of a cool thing though. They actually brought a linguistic person to like create the language of Eltar. Am I saying that right? Is that where? Yeah. Okay. And then they brought it. But the problem is the version that I had doesn't have the, the gold subtitles. So all this stuff's <laughs> going on and I'm, and I'm with my roommate and I'm like, what the hell are they saying? And the, the whole like earth, like it's exploding. And, and I'm like, what? And then I shut it off. And then right after that, Jason says, Hey, I'm about to watch the Power Rangers. Do you want to come over? I'm like, I guess, I don't know. This movie sucks, you know? <laughs> so he has an Amazon prime account. And so we go down there and all of a sudden his version much clearer, right? <laughs> And you can see what they're saying to each other. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense, you know? Right, so that's P- what you get for trying to be PSA, bootleg. PSA, yeah. <laughs> PSA, don't watch a bootleg copy. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I, I did like that part, but um, it, that, that was my experience. The first time, it is what it is. I'll get into what I did like and dislike about it. But yeah, I tried to watch a bootleg copy and it made no sense. And I quickly went to Jason's house to use his, I'm that guy, use his Amazon Prime account, you know? And, uh, but that's, and then we watched it for the first time four days ago. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what is your experience with this movie? Well, I was a fan of the original Mighty Morphin series when I was a kid. Um, I didn't really watch much after that. I did watch the original movie that came out, I think, in 95, which I really liked. Ivan Ooze is a little weird, but I did I did like the movie. But I kind of stopped there with it. I was kind of like, okay, I don't know, for whatever reason, age, growing up, or whatever, I lost interest. And especially when they started to change the name of it, I enjoyed the original series. Um, so when I saw this, they, I think they did a great job teasing you with the trailers. Um, I was like, holy crap, this looks actually really, really good. I kind of want to see this kind of, I guess, a nostalgia thing. So I actually saw this in theaters. Uh, I'll get into how I felt about it, but I, I saw this in theaters. And then again, I, I kind of haven't thought about it since I saw it a couple years ago. And then I rewatched it a couple times in the last few days on my Amazon Prime account. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to yeah. show you to get one of those later on. Oh, it's yours, right? It's my account. Okay, yes. just making sure. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. All right, it's cool. my account. Okay, you should get one. Yeah. I know, I need to get it's Amazon totally Prime. Or Hulu. Or Netflix. I have none of them. Oh, that's, yeah. that's really well, I Yeah, I have all the movies that I want, and then my roommate obviously has the Netflix account, but we don't have You got to get with the, this, age, this age of okay. streaming. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, but no, nothing, nothing really unique. I just, I, I guess, the nostalgia factor. I wanted to see. It. I thought from the trailers it looked like it was going to be good. And again, I'll get into what I liked about it later on. But, Mylesha, tell us your experience with Power Rangers. Okay, so since this is my pick, obviously I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Love the Power Rangers. Short little story. When I was in, so I was a Power Rangers, or I was the pink Power Ranger for Halloween. I think like twice. Of course you so, are. Yes, of I was. course you are. <laughs> so once was in the first time was in preschool, and this other girl came to school with the same costume on. So me and her got in a fight, like who was actually the real pink Power Ranger in kindergarten. <laughs> Yeah, like legit. Was there like martial arts involved? No, no, no. We slapped each other a little bit, but that was it. When you when you had a costume like full out helmet and everything, or it just was like it was like the old school ones. Down. You know, like they have the the cloth like oh, yeah. costume okay. and then the little it. plastic helmet. Got it. I mean, it was like what like nineteen ninety something. Still impressive. Yeah. Still impressive. So yeah. that and you got and in a then, fight with the other girl. Yeah, and I got in a fight with nice. the other girl because she came dressed in the wrong costume. How dare she? <laughs> so she um. She got, she got her ass whooped, but anyways, so yeah, so I used to watch it all the time. My dad pinned me down one time and asked me, he's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, a Power Ranger. <laughs> he's like, you can't be that. And I was like, yes, I can. So we got this argument like that I want to be a Power Ranger. So are you a Power Ranger now? Um, yes, I am. 
Okay, but the movie, where did you see yeah, it? The yeah. theater? So, so, I'm trying to get to the stories. Like, so I obviously was a fan. I watched it all the time. You know, I dressed up as it. And then I watched the first movie, the original movie, loved it. Obviously, I was uh, It ends with Van Halen. It's that great. <laughs> yes, that it great. is. Like, I still watch it this very day and I love it. And then I actually watched um, one of the newer series, like, when I was in college. It was all right. It was a little lame. And then I heard that this movie was coming out. So I think I actually went to see it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was me, you and Luis. Luis, Lozano and Daisy. Yeah. 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 So we all went to go see it. And like there was some parts where I was just like jumping out because I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. It does bring a lot of the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, Like it's, it was my childhood. So I was excited to see it. So. Well, you used to be a Power Ranger too. So. (laughs) Well, I am. (laughs) Not used to, Jason. Okay. <laughs> you know, you just violated Zordon's third rule. You're not supposed to reveal yeah, you're supposed that you're to tell, uh, uh, I'm kidding. I don't mean to break the news to you, Malisha, but there's no way you could be a Power Ranger because you just told us you were. Yeah, if you were I really, could be lying or you're I an imposter. Yeah, if you're really a Ranger, you'd follow the three rules. I have been multiple oh, times man. in my life. All right. Wow. I may or may not be one right now. All right. We'll, we'll see about that. You won't know. All right. Uh, so, Kerwin, your experience was with Mylesha. <laughs> when I grew up, Power Rangers was like a huge thing. I think I was like five or six when Power Rangers came out. So uh, my friends and I, we immediately fell into it. We did the same thing uh, during recess. We always like fought over who was what Ranger. Um, I didn't get to see the original movie in theaters, uh, which always bummed me out as a kid. But I know for my birthday, first thing I got was Power Rangers on VHS. And I watched the hell out of that thing every day after school. What's a VHS? Mugga, I think you might know. Oh, the there it is. You're funny. <laughs> You're funny little pink Power Ranger. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, basically after they went to like Turbo is when I stopped watching. I think I was in like fifth grade or fourth grade or something uh, when they started having the cars. And then uh, I remember my eighth grade teacher in, in middle school, uh, we just happened to be talking about Power Rangers. And he said, yo, do you know that Power Rangers is based off like a Japanese show and all my friends and I are just like no way there's no way it could be Japanese etc cetera, etc cetera. and I never thought anything of it until my sister she was probably like towards the middle or end of elementary school and um, I was in high school and I remember every Sunday before we went to church I think it was like Jetix on ABC Family that was like their programming block they would show Power Rangers and I remember seeing a show called I think it was like Power Rangers Ninja Storm where they were ninjas and so like my sister would watch it, it would be on the TV in the house and I and I, I would just happen to watch it because it was on and I was like, yo, this show is really fucking cool. Like Power Rangers is not bad. So I went ahead and did the research and that's when I found out that they were still making these shows because they were still making them in Japan. So in high school, uh, me and my, one of my buddies, Derek, uh, shout out Derek, um, like we kind of went on a binge and like looked for and downloaded all the Japanese series. So like I've actually seen a couple episodes of Jetman, Zero Ranger, which is what Power Rangers is based on. I watched maybe like four or five seasons that came out within the last 10 years. Um, and they're actually pretty good and actually got into a lot of the Toku stuff. So when they announced that a new Power Rangers movie was coming out, I was like, hell yeah. Cause like I, I'm all about that shit. So uh, I came out, I went to go see it with my Alicia. I was super hyped, and uh, I'm pretty sure when we walked out of the theater, we did a couple action poses. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, we we definitely uh, morphed. Outside may or may of, not have morphed. Yeah, we tried. We tried. I'm not a Power Ranger, so I, I wouldn't tell you. Wow. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, Jason and I are shaking our head right now. <laughs> I kind of want to see a video of that. <laughs> hey, we, we'll we'll, we'll, do, it, we'll do it right after this show. We'll confidential. Do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's my experience with uh, Power Rangers. Nice. Yeah. 
let's get into our trash or treasure. Muggs, tell us your trash or treasure with this movie. So <laughs> there is a lot of trash that I do have. Um, I, I feel like this guy, Mike Ryan from Uproxx, he basically said that this movie goes from gritty to silly, and I don't think they ever really pick a direction, and I really feel that way. Um, some of the silly stuff that they have, like the milking of a male cow at the beginning, I thought was a little inappropriate, unnecessary. I just, I don't know, I did not like that. Um, they didn't have bulk and skull. I thought that was something that they should have had. I think it's the first movie that they didn't have them. But other than that, uh, there's a couple other things that I don't like. The the end fight, I think it's where it really lost me. I didn't like how Goldar was. Is he actually all gold or was he like a, a blue guy in a gold suit in the original series? I think he's all gold. Well, no, in the series, he's like a like a, like a gorilla. Blue. Yeah, yeah with the like gold a, armor. Like right? gold so I didn't armor. I didn't like how they did that. The, the Zords, they come together without you seeing it. That's like a big part of Power Rangers, you know? Like, they're falling down, they just come together. The one thing that really bugged the hell out of me, it, it does say, say, it does say how Zordon learns English, okay? Because they have that whole different language, and he's in the computer now, which that's a whole nother, and Alpha says, oh, it's in the actual database, so he can learn it real quick. How the hell does Rita learn English? Like, she's not, I mean, she all of a sudden is already starting at Krispy Kreme asking for other stuff, which the Krispy Kreme thing really pisses me off. Like oh, this yeah. overload of like, hey, we get it. They donated some money to fucking put your product. Wait, wait don't you mean they donated? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I walked right into that one, right into that one. Um, so I, I, there was a couple of those things, but the end fight, I thought it was a little too over the top, um, kind of cheesy, whatever. But, uh, but if you then go to my treasures, I, I did like the show when I was a kid. I remember when Tommy was first introduced as the Green Ranger and he fought him. Big deal. It was a five-part episode. Um, I loved all the Easter eggs that they put in. Did you guys notice a lot of the Easter eggs that they have in this movie? Um, there were Easter eggs in this? I mean, there's more. There's more than... All right, so, okay, so do you want to run through the Easter eggs now or towards the end? Uh, just towards the end. I'm just saying that's okay. one of my treasures, you know. Gotcha. One that I do want to do is, I guess not, but the original Kimberly and Tommy are in the film, you know, and I really did like that. I thought visually it was really cool. I thought the casting of Rita with Elizabeth Banks, I really liked that. I thought she did a great job at it, but I think more or less I really liked all of the, I guess, Easter eggs. Connecting you to the original series was really cool. One thing that I wanted to bring up, though, I guess Kim and Tommy, they originally tried, or at least Kimberly did try to get on the video first with her American agent and they couldn't get a call back or whatnot or they were denied and I guess then she went to her Canadian agent I don't know if that, how that's different but somehow they were able to get them on and that's how they were not supposed to be originally on the film and I think later they end up getting on the film is that correct? Didn't they film this in Canada? Yes and so okay. I think that's maybe why she got on I guess Tommy they went, then they end up going to the premiere got kicked out because he tried to take a video of him on the screen and so they kicked him out of the premiere from what I read. I don't know if it's true or not, but I thought that was pretty funny. But, but, uh, but I did, I did like that. That was one of the Easter eggs to kind of see them. And I actually didn't catch it. Jason had a pause it. We wanted it's like check it out, and they're really right there. I don't know. I oh, think yeah. I was. They're wearing green and pink. <laughs> yeah, they really they're are. Probably yeah. about there. It, it lingers. Yeah. And I feel like five seconds yeah. too. It lingers right there. Yeah. Yeah. People, people were clapping in the theaters when they saw them. I did not see it right away. I don't know. Um, I did like also the dinosaurs, how they had that, and they actually explain why they are dinosaurs because correct me wrong, Kerwin. That's when he sent the meteor down, which. I thought that was a cool connection of Earth and all that, but so I, there was a lot of things I did like because I was a fan of the TV show when I was growing up. But some of the like the milking of the cow and all that, I I don't know, I just didn't like that. And, and Krispy Kreme, I, I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna eat at Krispy Kreme because of this movie. Damn, yeah, that's where the Zeo crystals at though. You gotta yeah, bro, shut the hell up. Krispy Kremes are good. <laughs> 
All right, so Jason, what's your trash or treasure? I'm gonna start off with my trash. I mean, I had a lot of similar stuff to what Mugga had, but I mean, I enjoyed this franchise, especially like Mighty Morphin. I watched the show a lot when I was a kid. I enjoyed the first movie. I kind of liked how in the very, we were talking about this earlier as a group, how in the first episode of Mighty Morphin, they talk about how, you know, the Power Rangers are able to fight. They show them learning karate. They show Zach, you know, being able to do the hip hop keto and they show Kimberly doing gymnastics. In this movie, they don't really show them or portray them knowing any kind of martial arts whatsoever, no gymnastics, no dancing or nothing. And all of a sudden, when they get their powers, they go to spar and it looks like they they're teaching are, themselves they're, they're teaching themselves how to spar or they looks like they've been going to UFC gym for quite a few months like all of a sudden they know how to fight well I mean Alpha did show them how to body slam somebody <laughs> looking like looking like Zangief out there <laughs> well I don't know I I do like the body slamming though, because I feel like that's like kind of a throwback. Well, that's what to they the, did. Yeah. They did a lot of the body slamming with the with the Putty Patrol in the original series, but just learning how to fight, they they don't allude to how they know any of this. A lot of it's happenstance. Like when they go to the mine, it's just weird that like I understand, you know, Jason and uh and Billy go there, but like it's just weird that like Trini's also there. Kim is just happens to be taking a how they all met each other right swim. away. Yeah, yeah, it's just like weird. It's like and then all of a sudden Zach's just laying on top of some like random like. And wasn't it a park. highly restricted area that they all broke into and are just all hanging out? Yeah, like, and there's security everywhere <laughs> yeah. and like five kids. But that, that was one of my notes too. I was like, everybody just hangs out at the fucking. Yeah, mines. and nobody ca- and nobody caught them and like nobody, walking in. And like, then the, like what is the, the the Asian guy says? Who are you? It's like everyone should be asking yeah, that question. Like, like who are you guys and why are we all here? Do you guys realize it takes about an over an hour and 10 minutes for them to really sit down and say like, hey we really don't we don't yes, know each other yes, and it's like that was actually yeah, kind of too. wondering if you guys are gonna sit down and actually like have a conversation because yeah. the rest of it's just running around and jumping and like i don't know what's wrong with you but let's keep going and it's like what the what the hell is going on like you guys don't even know each other's last names yeah. and they're just like i, I thought it was kind of weird too they wait a long time to do that again i can keep going on and on with some of the trash the last one i want to kind of point out though is that when billy gets dropped into the water. When Rita gets all the Power Rangers, they go to try to attack Rita at the, the shipyard and Billy falls into the water and then they bring him back up. I don't know why they don't do CPR. I don't know why they don't do that. Alpha didn't teach him. <laughs> and he was So dead. we only know what Alpha has taught us. Alpha has taught us how to body slam and that's about it. But I mean like they're they're teenagers. Like you don't expect a teenager. Well, they could have tried. But, but, right. but, but yeah. when you watch this scene, like they're all kind of crowded around Billy and then you see Kimberly come in like Toss two people behind her, and she's like, "What's going on?" And it's like, that, "What the?" She goes in and does nothing. She just like gets real close to him, and it's like, "Okay, I thought you were gonna do something. No, you just push people out of the way, and then you're just like, again, I don't get it. Watch it again. It's I had to rewind it a couple times, and I'm like, she literally, I think she pushes Jason and someone else out of the way, and it's just sitting there like holding him, and I'm like, okay." <laughs> I know you got powers now, but you just touching and looking deep, you know, into Billy's eyelids is not going to do anything. Just Jason watching fucking CPR. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is what? going on? So I'll, I'll switch to my trash. I mean, my treasure. So that was one of my trashes. Um, one thing I liked about it, the music, um, the score, I thought was really good. It personally reminded me a lot of Stranger Things for some reason. Um, there's a part where they they all transform into their armor and they're walking up. Just some of the movie, some of the music in the movie is a little. Speaking of the score, though, didn't they have a new Power Rangers song, but they opted to push that aside and bring in the original song when they had the swords? I, I thought that's what I read. Like, because the original song is in there when they're going that Go Go Power Rangers. Yeah, I don't want to sing it. Yeah, but it's in there for like 
five seconds. But it still was in there, though. Yeah, but no, they, it was they, in there. But, yeah. they, but they, I heard they did. They had a new song that that, that person that you're talking about did it, and they're just like, no, no, we're gonna go with the original song. Well, the, who did the score is Brian Taylor. But you're right, they did compose in a complete different yeah. song. But they're like, no, screw it. Yeah. They scrapped it and went to the old song. But he also Brian Taylor that did the score. He also did Tokyo Drift, Eagle Eye, Expendables. He has a long list of credentials. Nice. So I, I like the music a lot in it. There's some cool scenes, like when they're in the truck after the obscene cow dick thing. Um, the way they filmed that, yeah. Let's just, just keep, keep going, keep going, please. So, keep. So when, <laughs> when they get into the truck and the 360 view, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. I thought that was so cool. The yeah. only thing I'm bummed about, this is one thing I'm bummed about, is that he's driving a red Dodge Dakota. It would have been cool if he was driving a red Ford Ranger. Because that's what he. Oh, that's, what he drove. <laughs> that's actually yeah. That, yeah. that would have been that really been cool. cool yeah. I had to go back and check, and I was like, yeah. "What kind of truck is this?" And it wasn't a yeah. Ford Ranger. Yeah. So, but that, that it cool. was a long shot. Was it an actual car chase, or was that blue screen them them just in a? Do I, you know? I have no idea, but I do. I, agree with I watched Jason. it twice, yeah. trying to think. Hey, what what? I think it's a real shot. I think they had everything going on. And if it is, I'm hoping it is. I'm more impressed with it because I was. I think that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, there's a lot of. It's like really tense because like you're not seeing a car chase from the outside. You're just seeing like from uh, the guy the, trying to get yeah, away. The yeah. guy trying to get away, and it's through the windows of the car. So like you have no idea where he's going. He's yeah. weaving around traffic, missing curves and other cars. And and then like when he actually like hits the car and flips the truck. And it like stays on him the entire time and it's right. just rotating and you see like the glass break and him bleeding and all yeah. this other stuff. I thought that was one of the best filmed parts of the movie, oh, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool too because if you listen to the music, as as the camera's turning around, like you can hear it and then it goes away and then it comes back around. I just I thought they did a great job, not only visually, but with the audio to it. So it was like very succinct. It sounded really cool. Um, so I like that scene a lot. And then one last thing I'll touch on is Elizabeth Banks plays Rita. And I thought she did a really good job. I thought she went all out. I think the makeup was good. I think she owned the part. Um, there's a couple cool catchphrases that she says that kind of throws it back to the original series. And I don't know if you guys read this or not, too. What, what was the language you said they were speaking in the beginning of the movie? Um, I don't know the language, but... What was it? No, uh, from what I read, yeah. Eltar, E L T A R. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the place they're from, but that might be also be the name of the language. Yeah, too. I yeah. guess. But I okay. know they brought in a linguistic just to like for that reason. Hey, create this language for us between Rita and Zordon at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and I think Zordon, uh, Brian Cranston, and Bill Hader that played Alpha Five. I think they had trouble with this language. I don't know how true this is, but someone someone wrote online that Elizabeth Banks became fluent in the language. Like she just picked it up really quickly and like, I don't know if there's a really a whole language to this, but she was able to do it with great ease. And they said that she was fluent and I don't know how true that is. I don't know if you guys saw that anywhere, but all I'm saying is Elizabeth Banks, she, she owned the part. So I thought she did a good job as well. All right. Yeah. Alicia, what's your trash or treasure? Okay. So I mentioned to you guys earlier that, that I love this movie, but as I was watching it and taking notes on it, I actually had more negative stuff than I did positive. Like, obviously my positive is just, I love Power Rangers and I love how they redid it. But a lot of my trash was a lot of the things that were unexplained. Like when Billy morphed all of a sudden out of nowhere, like they didn't really explain like how or why or he just morphed and nobody else could do it. And they're like, do it again. And then he couldn't, there wasn't- I can tell you why. Okay, tell me why. Because um, when they're morphing, Zordon and Alpha tell them to only think of each other because the whole reason they have that whole fireside that Zack suggests is because they don't know enough about each other to care that much. 
So when Billy separates Zach and Jason, it's because like he cares. Like, you know, Billy is, you know, obviously portrayed as the heart and soul of this team from the very beginning. So like he cares about everybody. So when he jumps in the middle of Zach and Jason, like it's his willingness to to go to bat for them that causes him to morph. But why is it that he morphed right there? And I thought they had to all morph on the morphing grid. And that's the thing too. They don't explain that. yeah, Yeah. Like he was the only one that morphed right there out of nowhere. And then he was like, oh, I didn't even know that I did it. And then like, was it Zordon that helped him do that to show them like, oh, this is what it means to morph. Like they don't explain any of that. Yeah. yeah and it's weird too even... how they keep going back to that morphing grid too. Yeah. It's like, okay, if, if Billy morphed right here, like in the middle why of the Why do you pit, have to go to the morphing grid? Yeah. Why do they keep going back? And now it's always a failure at the morphing grid. And like, that wasn't like, even a thing in the original series they didn't have a morphing gr- well no, did they, they they had a morphing grid but you had to be like like you know, remember they regist- had the, you had to be registered to yeah it, they had those watches because i had a watch yeah. and like they that's how they talked to zordon and that's yeah. how they morphed they used no, their so they morphed with the with the the belt buckle morphers that's oh, what they morphed okay, with okay. but the morphing grid in the show is it's like think of like the internet it's like do you have an account do you have an account with the morphing grid yes okay well now you can surf the internet is essentially what the morphing grid is in this movie the morphing grid is portrayed as like a like a like a stool that you yeah stand like on. like that little platform that yeah on. like it's like a platform and it's just like why do we need this like just just use the morphers yeah so like, like could they only morph well i mean i'm assuming they're not because billy morphed not on the morphing grid but is it that they only have to morph on the morphing grid together, like how they didn't. That's they didn't the only time they morph. Right? Yeah, and yeah. they didn't. And they didn't talk about it. And that's my other biggest trash was why did it take them so damn long oh, to morph? Seriously, I think we talked about this. Yeah. Like they didn't morph till the end. Like I was so frustrated that right. they kept trying, and it was like, okay, they can't do it. And they waited till the end of the movie for them to morph, and you finally get to see the suits. And it's like. For me, it was like a shorter amount of time that you get to see like a battle right. and actually anything happen. The, yeah. oh, the most of the movie was them just trying to figure out who they were and then figure out how to morph. I, I agree. I was kind of disappointed too that we didn't get to see them a lot in the suits after doing some research. So if they're if it's really going to be six freaking movies, I mean, I guess you got to mm-hmm. spend a substantial yeah. amount of time yeah. with developing. But it's like I don't know. I was so happy that this movie is coming out. I wanted to see more time in the suits. Yeah, too, I so. did. I, at least like more more battle time with the suits. Yeah, like maybe maybe two yeah. battles. Like you can split them up, yeah. you know? They didn't do that. So, so the first time they have the suits on, Rita sends those guys right away to their lair or where they, Yeah. Why isn't she send them earlier? Like that's, I don't get it. Like she t- waits till they finally morph. Here, she, go fight them now. She like, actually I don't like that. summoned them earlier. Remember in yeah. the jewelry shop, she yeah. summoned them. And so what were they doing? Just walking around. So how like, did she find how like, did she find did I miss it? How did she find their they, location? No, they didn't they didn't <laughs> talk about that's that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of things that weren't really explained and I think that was like just a Hollywood thing, like a Lionsgate thing. Like, like just, we we have to make this. Yeah, happen. we have to we have to get to the point somehow. Yeah. Like that, I didn't like all of that. Uh, another thing you already said it, Jason, but they didn't really stick to the true background of each character. Like Zach was only in the minds because he was he wanted to get away from all the crap of like his mom being sick, and I don't think that was an original idea from the first Power Rangers and they showed Trini like doing like yoga poses but that's not (laughs) that's not being a death metal yeah Yeah, like like some cool cool ass music yeah yeah, like that's not and then another thing that really bothered me was in the beginning where everybody's in detention and um, Kimberly goes out to the bathroom and she sees like her cheerleader friends or whatever and they cut out the picture and then she cuts her hair was that supposed to be like a 
hell yeah, I'm a badass now. It's so edgy. Yeah, Yeah. like, and then she just goes back into the, (laughs) she goes back into detention. Everyone's like, oh my God. Like, I'd be like, bitch, why did you cut your hair in the bathroom? (laughs) Like, nobody, like, they're just like, oh wow. Like, that was explained. It it was weird to put in this movie. Put in the original series, maybe I'd buy it more, but in this movie, I didn't think it fit either. No, like, it didn't make any sense. And then her hair's just short the whole, like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't get it. Like, that was a lot of, the stuff for me but the main the main one that really frustrated me was that it took them so long to morph but some of the things that i did like was the opening scene i thought that was really powerful the car opening like that because not only i mean it fit with the movie but seeing a car accident in that depth Mm. like from that view it's pretty powerful to open a a movie like this i really liked when kimberly bullied trini or not bullied her but like played her (laughs) and was like Hey, um, can I borrow your water? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, and I'm really sorry about this. And she's like, what? And just like threw over the edge. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I thought that how they created Alpha was very similar to how the original Alpha looked. I they, thought they did a good job. Yeah. I liked, what's his name, Brian what? Bill Hader. Uh, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. It was yeah. way off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked um, him. I liked that they kept mm-hmm. to the original figure, but they, they updated him with his personality and right. whatnot. I also liked, obviously, the cameo at the end. I, I thought, I thought, um... What's his name? Why can't uh, I think of his Jason name? David Frank yeah. and Amy Jo Johnson. No, no, no. The, I thought the Green Ranger was hot when I was younger. So. Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. I thought he was hot. And I wanted to be Kimberly, so you know, <laughs> my two favorite people. Right. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that. Simmer down. <laughs> I heard that Tommy guy or Jason, he like literally goes to like Comic-Con and like makes a living off just being the Green Ranger and does like No, he does. I, I followed him on Instagram after that. And that's literally you, you all. You follow him yeah, on Instagram? Yeah, I did. I followed him on Instagram. And that's wow. all he posts is like Power Ranger stuff. All, like, like it's like a big, like yeah, there's a he's, following, huh? He's like living off this Power Ranger yeah. stuff oh, yeah. still. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was the most iconic one. I hate to say that word, but wasn't he? I mean, that's when you think of it. I mean, he wasn't one of the original five, but those were the big episodes when he came into play, yeah. right, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. And then I also love that they stuck to the same theme song. I mean, they threw in like Kanye in there, but the original Go Go Power Rangers, I like that they yeah. they kept to that. And some of the some of the language that they took from the older show. Oh, another thing was, I don't remember Jason being so popular. Well, in the show, I wouldn't say necessarily that he was popular, but like the core group of Rangers were like pretty well known throughout campus. But like, they, this one made it seem like Jason was like the oh, like a celebrity. Yeah, like he goes into Billy's house and Billy's mom's like, oh my, oh my god, Jason Scott. <laughs> like, like she's like starstruck, and it's like this little teenager kid. I don't remember that. That just goes back to they didn't really stick to the core backgrounds of the Rangers. But yeah, I think that's all my notes. Kerwin, what are your uh, trash or treasures of this movie? My trash for this movie. Um, kind of what you said, my Alicia, and I think Jason, you touched on it too. They should just call this movie like Mighty Morphin Breakfast Club. <laughs> okay, now, why are you saying Breakfast Club? Why are you saying that? Because uh, it's the plot from the Breakfast Club. You, no, you, they got inspiration from it. Did you know about that? Yeah, yeah. And so it, that's what they had it. And here, is this a coincidence? Go ahead, go ahead. The release date, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you walked right into yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. March 24th was when this was released, right? The Breakfast Club, doesn't it take place on March 24th? I think I think it does. Ooh. I think it does. I've read that. I checked to see the date. Right, we're, we're, we're checking this right <laughs> yeah. now. Researching I, it right I, now. I, I read about it, but that's why. But they did get inspiration from the Breakfast Club, and that's why you have that whole detention Saturday school, which is a bell that releases them from Saturday school. I don't understand. Uh, you know. Okay. But, yeah. I thought of that too when I was watching the detention. Yeah. No, they they said it was an inspiration for it. But. All right. All right. Jay, chime in at any time when you find the day. Um, it is March twenty fourth. Oh, it is. They, as a report for Saturday detention on March twenty fourth, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, oh, all right. Wow. All right, all right. So, like I said, they should call this Mighty Morphin Breakfast Club. <laughs> um, 
I remember I was watching an interview and Dean Israelite, the director, said like, you know, we want to give these characters depth, et cetera, et cetera. I just feel like there's a lot of 80s and 90s teen movie tropes in here that just don't fly today. You know, we talked about Kimberly gets literally cut out of the picture, like in the girls' restroom. Like that's that's lame as fuck. I like, thought that was who so even lame. has pictures anymore? I know. <laughs> like actual photos. And honestly, I was really pissed that she left the scissors on the wall. I was like, you don't want to take it with you? Yeah. <laughs> Some good ass scissors. I know. And then she cuts her hair, you know, all edgy and shit. And I was like, oh, this is so hardcore. And she walks back down to Saturday school, and everybody's like, whoa, Kim, you cut your hair. <laughs> uh, like who cares? And then you have. Uh, Trini who who's like oh I'm a loner and I hate everybody and uh, I'm gonna be so edgelord and uh, I don't want to talk to any of you guys and then you have Zach who's just like a creep who goes to the mines just to look at Trini (laughs) (laughs) he's just like what's up crazy girl what are you guys doing here oh I'm just your local teenage vagrant like it just doesn't work for me like I get why Billy's in Saturday school because he blew up his locker you don't find that till later because I had that question when I first watched the movie. I was like, what the, why the fuck is Billy here? Like, he gets along with everybody, even outside of school, aside from that bully. Then they drop the line later, like he blew up his locker. They say it's so quick, you have to watch it a second time to catch it. And I was like, yeah, oh, I didn't that's even why. know that. That's I watched I this movie there. like four times and I still didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one of my biggest problems, you know, the my sub-trash of this trash is Jason. His whole, his whole bad attitude, he has... A two-parent home with a little sister, double-parent income. They live in a nice, big-ass house overlooking, like, the docks or whatever. He plays a prank that gets him kicked off the team or whatever for his senior year. And that that makes sense. He can, he can have an edge to him for that. But the way he just treats his dad is bullshit. And I'll tell you right now, like, Roy from the warehouse would never take that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Of course, because <laughs> I'm just like, yo, he was about to whoop Jim's ass just for like for kissing Pam, and you're gonna let this teenager talk to you the way he does. There's a deleted scene where his dad says, "Oh, how's your knee? You know, if you if you work hard, you can get back to the physical shape you were in or close to it. Maybe you don't have to play football, etc., but you can still, you know, succeed. You know, you know, let's figure out a plan for you to succeed as an adult." And he's just a total dick to his dad, and I'm just like, you kidnapped a. You kidnapped a cow or whatever. You ran from the cops on a, on a chase. You wrecked the car and your dad's throwing you a bone here and you're just being a total fucking idiot. Like, I slapped the shit out of you if you were my kid. Like, yeah. what the fuck? There's no, like, logical reason for him to be a complete asshole. Like, I get it. Like, you threw your future away. Let that be the chip on your shoulder, but don't take it out on, like, your dad who's trying to help you out. Like, you're being nice to everybody in this movie but your father. Right. That doesn't make sense, and he's the, the nicest person to you. Other than that, my other trash is the same as my Alicia. They take forever to get to the action. I think that fight where they fought Rita the first time, where they try to meet her at the shipyard or whatever, they should have morphed there. Yeah. That should have been the first time they morphed. And I they, still did like that scene because it shows you how powerful Rita was. Yeah, and I think if they morphed and she kicked their asses and still killed Billy, I think that would have shown her to be even more powerful because they had that whole fireside. They meet up. Wouldn't it have been cool if they meet up, they get their asses kicked by her, and then they morph and she still kicks their asses? That would have been cool and she still kills Billy. Other than the two car chases, there's no action in this movie until the very end where they fight the putties for like half a minute 
and then they hop in the Zords, and then 90% of the time they're in the suits, they're in the Zords. So we don't get to see the suits, which is a damn shame because the amount of time and effort they spend on these things, like they should be seen. Do you think that they did it this way? They filmed it this way? Assuming there's gonna be more. Yeah, anticipating that there's gonna be more films, will they'll spend more time with that? I mean, I don't know. I think that that is exactly the case, but I also think that's a problem with movies in general. I think movies get so caught up in telling story later that they say, we don't have to do this now, let's save it for later, that they forget to do the things in this movie and that's yeah. that's a huge problem yeah and you don't want to have like a filler movie basically i mean you also don't want to blow your load too fast too you know what i mean like you don't want to do everything in this one movie just in case there's no sequel i don't know i feel like it's a double-edged sword yeah like you want to have enough ground to where people aren't going to say hey we didn't have any character development we didn't get to see where they came from you're just jumping into stuff way too fast it's like i don't know it's like you can go both ways but i guess if there's plans for five or six more episodes. I think that this makes sense the way they did it, but it is such a bummer too because I feel like a lot of people anticipated it. They did such a great job with the trailers and stuff. I was bummed too. Yeah, for all that buildup to only get the scene at the very end, like it just wasn't worth it at that point for no. keeping us waiting as long as that montage was. Yeah. But that's that's my trash. Um, minor trash. I like Elizabeth Banks. I just don't like her accent. I don't like the accent. Really? I liked her in this. I thought she did good. I, I don't like her accent. I think I agree with that. And I don't like I don't like the way her scenes were filmed. I like her her scene where she attacks Trini, but the scene where she's like um where she attacks the fishermen, where there's the quick cuts and the distorted, insidious type shit going yeah. on. It's just like we get it. Like she's supposed to be scary and shit, but it's just like at this point it's it's just goofy. But I, I did like her. So you didn't it's not that you didn't like her. You didn't like the way they yeah, made like, her out to be in yeah, the movie. I didn't like okay. the way she was shot because Elizabeth Banks is a really charismatic actor that's really like infectious and magnetic. And I feel like you're hiding her performance when you do that. So I didn't like the accent. She even dropped it a couple times. Like when she's talking to Trini, she even drops the accent and just has an American accent at some points. And I'm like, that's fine. Like she doesn't have to have an accent. Like I get it. I just like, want to know how she learned this English yeah, language. This language. They, could have, yeah. they could have had her speaking the language and yeah. then, you know. Because Zordon and Alpha don't have accents yeah. at all. But Zordon learns. <laughs> okay. I know I get you. Yeah. But when they speak English, yeah. they don't have accents, but they did learn it from yeah. their database, whatever. But that's my only gripe with Rita. Other than that, I like her. I like the design. I like that they incorporated the, the Green Ranger power with her. And this goes into my treasure. I like that they weren't ashamed. Maybe ashamed is the wrong word, but they weren't straying from the source material. They mentioned the Zeo Crystal right off the bat, and I was hooked. I was like, oh, shit, we're going. That's a deep cut. The Zeo Crystal, that's not till like season three or the whole second series. And then... um I love the opening where like it's just Zordon like his his red ring. We haven't talked about Brian Cranston, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about him. Yeah, like his suit is beat up. He's crawling. Reed is the Green Ranger. I love how they they set that whole thing up when they're in the Cenozoic era. Um, Like we said, I love the the shot of uh, Jason running away from the cops. I think that's the best filmed part of the movie, uh, in my opinion. I just love that a lot of the the Power Rangers mythology is there. The dinosaurs. Alpha. I love how they did Zordon in this movie. Like he's just not a head in a tube. Mm-hmm. Right. They found a creative way to bring him to life. He's still gray. Yeah, know? he's still like a gray head, but like he's like a a thing in like a peg wall or something. So right. that, that was pretty sick. So and they got the the viewing globe. That's right. that's in there too mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that they they weren't afraid to bring in a lot of that mythology because there's a lot of deep cuts in this movie but right. that's that's my trash and treasure for this did you like the scene where they first are learning about their powers and they're jumping over that 
that range. No. Whatever. I liked it. Why I didn't you it. like it? it? I thought it was looked, the angles. Of, I thought it was really cool. It looked like so much. Are you talking about the day after or are you talking about when they go back to the, the hills and stuff? Is They're not in. They're, they, they're just learning that they can do some things. Oh, like and at they, the house. And, yeah. And I they love that. jump. Yeah. No, 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 no. They jump over that little range, that I, little cliff jump thing that they I, got going I on. I like it, but it just, it looks so wireworky. That well, I it definitely was. It I was wireworky. No, I, know, I know it was wirework, but I'm just like, I was like. You might as well just show the wires the way this looks. Oh, well, the way Billy did it. Oh, oh my yeah, God, that, the yeah. The way like, the way they had Billy's like legs, like oh, just like flailing. I'm like, like come on. Or, or when they're climbing up the side of the rock face. That's the other right, thing. Have yeah. you have okay? They you climb guys, up the side of the rock, me of but Smeagol. yet they like very very quickly go down. Like like like, why do they have the powers then, and then they can't use them like after that? I don't know. Yeah, and it's just like I mean, I don't think you guys have ever seen the the Japanese Spider-Man show. But the way they, maybe this is an Easter egg, but the way they climb up the side of the mountain is literally the way Spider-Man climbs up the side of buildings in the <laughs> Japanese show. Yeah. So I don't know, but I thought I thought that was kind of weak. I, I didn't like that, but I did like how Jason woke up in the morning and like reaches for his, his phone and like cracks the sink. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty sick. I like how Kimberly like crushes her phone on accident. Yeah. I like how that bully... Like try to the know, worst bully of all time. This like this is the guy you chose. He openly says, "I'm gonna break your wrist," and then try. <laughs> and I'm just like, "What? Like you should be, ex- you should have been expelled." Like what the then fuck? he got bitch slapped at the in detention. <laughs> best, best, one of the best parts yes. of the movie. Jason bitch slaps this guy, and the guy just, all he says is, "Did you just slap me?" He's like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> yeah. All right. So Jay, I know uh, we got a lot of Easter eggs for this movie. So uh, you want to start it off? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we have a lot of similar ones, so I'll, I'll pick a handful that I thought were interesting or maybe you guys don't have, because there's this, I feel like this movie's just chocked full of them. One thing that's not really an Easter egg, but I didn't know if you guys had read this, but the movie premiered in Berlin, um, March 17th, 2017, and from what I read, this was the first time, all, I guess all five original actors were together from the Mighty Morphin series there oh, at the premiere. Nice. Yeah, I thought that, that was kind of interesting. I guess they use the same logo for yeah, Angel Angel's Grove. Grove yeah. yeah, from the series. Did you guys know the the school or the high school that they used for that was? All, oh, did I cut you off? Wait, my that's bad. my very next oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my, you, I'll let you no, take it. No, I had the Breakfast you, Club. No, one. go ahead. Go ahead. Finish it. It You're was right. the same high school in Smallville. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah. yeah, small two world. points from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Smallville, huh? Uh, Shoot, what are some of the other ones that I like? Zordon's rules that are read in the very first episode of Mighty Morphin are read in this word for word. So Brian Cranston as Zordon reads the same rules, which I thought were interesting. I'll, I'll take a couple more uh, action figures that were found in Billy's room. So there's a couple, yeah. Finster, Squat, and Babu, I think oh, are the ones. And then there's also another one um, when they're sitting around the dinner table at Trini's house. There's an actual original Putty Patrol Putty uh, sitting on the counter right behind. Thought that was kind of cool. So just lots of nostalgia kind of shoved in here. Rita says, make my monsters grow when she has Goldar grow. And she says that almost in every episode, making her the monsters grow from Mighty Morphin. One thing I was talking to Kerwin about, did you guys read that Billy Cranston is named after Brian Cranston? Did you guys read that? That I they gave his last name because of Brian Cranston? Did you see that, Kerwin? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I found both... Both. One said it was directly based off of that, I guess because Brian Cranston does play some other characters from the original series. 
But I, I don't. I also read it wasn't, so I don't know if you guys read that anywhere. But yeah, I mean, that, that's a few of them. I'll, I'll let you guys take some other ones. I'll, I'll throw some other ones in there, but I don't know what you have, Mugs. Well, I, I know in Trini's bedroom, she has the tiger head, which is the original yellow logo. Did you guys see that one? No, I didn't see that. So there, there was that. I guess also she wore a shirt that had 1973 on it, and that was the original Yellow Rangers um, birthday, right? Mm-hmm. So there was that, and she was a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And in the other movie, wasn't the Yellow Ranger also then a boy, right? In the first Power Rangers the movie? The second one, the second one. Or is the Yellow Ranger at one time a girl and a boy? No, so in Zero Ranger, the series that Power Rangers is based on, the Yellow Ranger is a guy. So there's only one female on that team. But right. during when they cut the footage, they decided to have two female Rangers and they chose yellow. Right. Yeah. So, because what, the, what, the reason I'm saying at the very end, when there's video of the Power Rangers and all that, um, the girl that plays the Yellow Ranger, like her brothers or sister, whoever they are, they're like, look at the Yellow Ranger, he's so cool or something like that. And she goes, how do you know it's a boy or a girl? And that's supposed to pay respect to like, it's been played by a boy and a girl. Plus, she's also, isn't she part of the LBG like group or whatnot. I forget how that works out, but like, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool how they dropped that in there and mm. paid respect to that. But Jason touched up on a lot of it. I thought, Malisha, you also said though, Billy, doesn't he wear the same watch that he does in the original series? I read something that in the watch that he has in this movie is what he, the other Billy had in the original series. I didn't notice that. Oh, I don't know. That's what I read. I have to go back and watch this, but not on my no, fire stick version, but on the real one, you know. But yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot more. Those are the ones that really stood out to me. But yeah. I mean, there's also a newspaper clipping on Jason's fridge that says Angel Grove's Golden Boy, kind of alluding to when Jason turns from the Red Ranger into the Gold Ranger later on in the series. Oh, yeah. There's a funny comment made after they get out of the water, and Kimberly says that. Here we go. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was you guys, trying to save this one while I could, but right I just now. saw it again, so I, I have to go So Kimberly says that she has um, a, a wet wedgie, <laughs> and uh, I was watching a video about you know critiquing the movie that Mugga sent me. And the guy explicitly says, do not look this up. You'll, so what did you do? Reg- well, I looked it up immediately. <laughs> and and there's, there's, there's three definitions. And one of the definitions, the second one, is actually directly from this movie. The first one that talks about, I'm going to try to be kind of my words here. I'm just, this is off of Urban Dictionary. This is talking about when you go swimming and you have a sopping wet vagina wedgie. <laughs> That, that makes sense. I'm not going to read the sentence they use it in, but that's that's essentially the definition. The other ones, it gets a little bit worse. This is not funny. We were supposed <laughs> to be talking about Power Rangers. This is a kid's show, man. Why would she use this term? Why would she I use this? I don't know. The second, the second definition is when shit gets wedged around your penis or vagina. I thought and wedgie had to do with... Just the underwear. Well, the sentence they use in it is something like when you jump off of a cliff into a pool of water and you get a wet wedgie before you hit the water. So before you hit the water, you get shit all around your genitals. So, <laughs> so I don't know what Kimberly's talking about in the scene. <laughs> when he says, don't look this up, why do you look this up? Because you told him not to. Yeah. It's, that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, so do you guys have any other Easter eggs? Yeah, I got a couple. All right. All right. So uh, at one point, Jason's dad during the final battle he's like cruising through town and he's calling jason and he's like yo son where you at i'm on the corner of mariner bay and reefside uh those are two cities from two different uh seasons of power rangers mariner bay is the main city in power rangers lightspeed rescue and reefside california is the city in power rangers dino thunder when rita gets defeated she says oh if you defeat me you know others will come 
which is, I would assume, in direct reference to Lord Zed, who shows up in the series because Rita was pretty much not doing her job right. And her father, Master Vile, which is the main bad guy of the actual series, as well as like the Machine Empire, who specifically comes for the Zeo crystals in uh, Power Rangers Zeo. Rita, at the end, she gets like bitch slapped to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And yeah. so that's that's pretty cool because uh, in the actual show, like her home base is on it's the moon. The, yeah. So I thought that was pretty sick. You know, setting us up for a sequel. I was excited about that. I was like, yo, I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. Is it in the in the series? Doesn't Rita say it's been ten thousand years that oh. she's been she's been pent up in that space dumpster? Yeah, but but in this movie, I guess it's been sixty five million years. Yeah, but that was like one kind of weird difference. But and then uh, oh, I thought it was kind of cool. Like they find her, they they throw her in I guess the uh, area where the dead fish are, like the dumpster of the boat, because like she was in a yeah. essentially a space dumpster in the movie. So I thought that was pretty sick. When they're training, Alpha tells them, oh, aim for the center mass of the putties, which is a direct reference to uh, Lord Zed. So when Lord Zed comes, he brings uh, super-powered putties to Earth, and they're the ones that have the Z on their chest. And the main thing about them was like, all you have to do is punch them in the Z on their chest to make them explode. Mm, so Yeah, so when they're fighting, Alpha says, aim for the center mass to take them out. So that's kind of a reference to that on the show. Rita, you know, like we said before, has the Green Ranger's power coin, which is a direct reference to her role involving the Green Ranger in the show. So there's a deleted scene in this movie. Uh, there's a ton of deleted scenes, but this was this is one that I thought was pretty significant. So after the Rangers bitch slap Rita to the moon, they're standing there and everybody's like, oh my God, the Power Rangers, oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then a little boy walks up and he's wearing blue. And he walks up to the Zord and he walks up and he touches the Blue Ranger Zord because uh, the Triceratops is the leg in this movie. So he touches the Blue Ranger Zord and he's a younger kid. I think that that's a direct reference to uh, one of the future seasons, uh, Power Rangers Turbo, where they get a, I think he's like a 12 year old or whatever. He becomes a Power Ranger because the kid is wearing blue. He walks up and he touches the, uh, the Triceratops leg of the Zord and they linger on him for a very long time because he's the only person that walks forward and touches it. So I think that was like a nod to the blue Turbo Ranger, uh, Justin. So I thought that was, you know, I fucking hate that season, but I thought I thought that was pretty cool, like a nod to the future. When they're fighting the the putty the putties, is that yeah, what the putties. Um, putty patrol. They made like a reference to whenever in the older seasons, whenever they like they get stuck and there's too many, like they're like we can't hold them off, like there's too many of them. And I remember I told you that Kerwin in the in the movies that they made that they always used to say that in the older the Mighty Morphin. Oh, and that's season. when they like run away. Yeah, and, and that's regroup. when they run away and um. Zach is like, try to hold them off, and then he goes and he grabs the Zords. Kerwin, can I ask you a personal question about this? Yeah, go ahead. Why is Bumblebee in the movie? Oh, yo. <laughs> like, no one I... brought that. I thought you got, I was like, okay, I've already taken. Wait. Why yeah. is, okay. oh, are you serious? Watch it again. I, I know, know you I can know what's miss. Funny, you know what's funny about that? Right when that happened, I was like, that guy just stepped on Bumblebee, and he's like, sorry, Bumblebee. And it's the Corvette one? It's the Corvette. Camaro. I do yeah. remember that. The stupidest yeah, part, I instead of all the that. Krispy Kreme scenes. That was so bad. Like, why? Why do you do that? Like, Maybe they gave them money to do that, too. Um, I, know, I know we're kind of running on, but I do like that Zordon is not perfect in this movie. I like that he has, like, conflict with Jason. I thought that was a good dynamic between Jason and Zordon that they don't get along at the beginning and Jason's not afraid to call him out on his shit. Right. I thought that was really good. I got a couple quick ones. You stole my Bumblebee one. I thought that was funny. There's another, like, there's a lot of, like, nods to other um, series 
uh, Power Rangers series in this movie. One is when Trini is patching up her room, there is a small painting of an owl. And in Power Rangers Time Force, instead of Alpha 5, there is a small owl that is like Alpha 5 and his name's Circuit. And that uh-huh. the owl on the wall very much resembles Circuit. So I, I think that's a small nod to that one. A couple of things I want to talk about that we didn't talk about earlier was one, after the van crashes, how do they get back to their that was their one of beds my notes. immediately? Like I feel not immediately, but like somehow they just wake up in their home. And I mean, I know Jason's shirtless, but the other ones are fully clothed. But how do they get from the van in the crash home? You know what bothered me about that was not that they just appeared in their beds. Was that when they drove back to the mines, like the van was still there, like wrecked, and all of a sudden they just weren't. And do they ever reference the van again? All right. No. So. There, there are multiple deleted scenes involving the van. Got it. Okay. All right. That there, makes sense. There's a scene where they're driving back and they see the van totaled and it's Billy, Kimberly, and Jason walking up through the forest and Billy's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to tell my mom about the van? And then Jason is like, well, it's funny how somebody stole it. And Billy's like, but nobody stole it. We drove it. And he's like, Billy. It's funny how someone stole the van, and he's like, "Oh, but they okay. had to put something in because it just looks like they just yeah. morphed already to their and, bed." Yeah, and getting to this part when they're watching on TV about the uh, gold killer, when they're watching the news report, mm-hmm. Billy's like eating food or whatever, and his mom is about to leave the house, and she's just like, "Oh, we gotta, you know, something about the van. I can't believe something happened." And then Billy like pauses. He's like, "Oh, mom," and she's like, "What?" And he's like. Mom, it's funny how someone stole the van. <laughs> and he like points at her the oh, same shit. way he points at Jason in the forest. And she's just like, what? He's like, yeah, somebody stole the van. And she's like, okay. And she just takes wow. off. So that's how they solve that. I was hoping Bumblebee or something took him home. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I wish they would have left that in there. So it would have made it a little bit more clear. Yeah. Um, another weird little one was um, when they, the first time they go down to the pit, there's a little scorpion that's crawling on the rocks. And what I read is that that's talking about one of the villains that comes later on in the series. Uh, Scorpina, I think is her name. Yeah. So I thought that that's like another small, very quick, if you blink, you're going to miss it kind of nod to that one as or well. It could just be a scorpion. <laughs> it could just be a scorpion too, but I think that's that's another, a little nod. Um, two last things. One is in the jewelry shop when Rita's in there stealing all the gold and the worker pushes the, the, the emergency button, the alert, and the cop comes with his gun drawn without even knowing what the hell's going on. Rita simply turns around and gets shot immediately. I feel like there's more conversation or something else that should go down before or he just well, you know, I mean, shoots this, first and asks questions later. This is the United States, so. <laughs> Maybe it's a head nod to that. I don't had know. A, had, a, had to throw that out there. And then lastly, last thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Did you like how they called them coins, each of their... Mm. Yeah. Did you like how they used coins? Because I, I think in Dino Thunder, they, they called them gems, I think. But here they used coins, and I don't know. I, I remember the belt. That's what they used to morph with. But in this one, they called it coins. I thought that was a little yeah, different. Yeah, so in the original series, you put the coins in the morpher. That's how you morph. So you have your power coin. You put it in the morpher to morph. And then when you get in your, your Zord, you take the you take the coin, and you extend it, and it forms like a joystick that you stick into the cockpit, and that's how you pilot it. Okay, I, I must have missed that part. Okay, that was the only other thing. So let's get into... Uh, our ticket prices. Mugga, how much would you pay to watch Power Rangers? I, I was in between five and ten. And I, I just, I feel like there's so much that is just, like the deleted scenes now that I'm hearing about that and all that. I was almost toward the ten when I heard about the, uh, the, the, the suits and all that stuff. But there's just so many things that doesn't make sense. I think I'm going to go five. 
Yeah, I gotta go five on this. <laughs> My, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I can't because I, I I will never watch this again. I don't even know if I watch the sequel when it comes out. Yeah, sorry, five dollars. All right, so Jason, how much would you pay? I'm kind of caught between five and ten as well, but I think I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna say ten. There's lots of throwbacks to the other series. There's lots of throwbacks, especially to Mighty Morphin, which is the one I grew up watching. I watched the original movie. I enjoyed that a lot. I think there's a lot of throwbacks to that. So I think because of that, maybe it's nostalgia. I think they did a great job, like Kerwin was talking about with the suits. Um, again, wanted to see more time with it. They brought the Megazord back. They did a great job with Zordon. I mean, Jason even says it's Morphin time. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they actually I, incorporated I, that. I, I just... I think they missed. I thought they were handed like ball on a tee. All you got to do it. And I think they missed. And that's why I'm giving it a five. It yeah. A layup. It's like everyone, like they want to see this. And like, I think you completely missed on this. I don't, that's why I'm giving it a five. I agree with what you're saying. I, you know? I think the only way that they really, really miss, I mean, maybe they missed on parts. I, I'll agree with you on that. But I think the only way they really miss is if this is the only movie. If they don't continue. If they continue, I think this is a great starting point. If they don't, I think that it would be a five. But I, I'm anticipating more movies, so I'm going to give it a ten. Mylesha, how much would you pay? So those are both very, very valid points. I'm not just saying that. Like that, that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't say that it was a total miss because of a lot of Jason's points. Yeah. If it is a single movie, then I would probably give it a five or a 10 as well. But seeing that it is going to be a series of movies. Well, just one more for sure. Just one more as of right now. Just one more. Well, even if it is just one more for sure, they can still, like Herman said, it's a layup. They can still pick up stuff that they dropped in this movie. But I would still give it a 15. I'm I'm a little biased. All right, 15. There we go. We're all over the board on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this movie a 10. I would totally give it a five if I knew for certain that there was no movie coming out after. But having done the research and looking at the behind the scenes and seeing that Hasbro wants to put out a direct sequel to this, I'm hoping it's the same cast. You know, Even if it doesn't have the same director, I hope it has the same feel. But I hope this next movie, they actually give us what we want, what we come to expect. Like, I want... Like the Power Rangers? Yeah, I want, <laughs> I want the Power Rangers Yeah, like more fighting movie. scenes, you know? Yeah, like I don't want the Breakfast Club, I want the Power Rangers. So I do like the, the cast and the characters. I want to see what's going to happen next with Rita. Knowing uh, the Power Rangers kind of storyline and all that, I want to see a lot of that stuff come to fruition. We got the Tommy teaser at the end. Uh, they're saying they might bring in a female Tommy, depending. So they never reveal who. I want to see Tommy. I want to see the Alien Rangers. I want to see Zed. I want to see Super Putties. I want to see Bulk and Skull could show up in the Please, sequel. please. Yeah, those yeah. guys. So I, I'm, a, I'm anticipating, but I'll, I'll give this movie just enough to be a 10. I'd okay. pay $10 to see this movie. So I, that gives it an average rating of $10 okay. that we got. So that's kind of what Rotten Tomatoes has it as, right? Yeah. Yeah, about 50%. Five out of 10. Right around yeah. there. Five out of 10, yeah. $10. We know what we're doing. Yeah. One question. Uh, <laughs> since Bumblebee is in this, does this make this part of the Transformers universe? or is it how does this work because that's why I'm confused I think it's just a pop culture reference honestly so it's stupid is what you're saying yes yeah, okay thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah do we so, really have to do the Tom Cruise thing well now that you brought it up I forgot about <laughs> it um, so let's have a serious discussion <laughs> if Tom Cruise was in this movie who would he play the driver of Bumblebee had to running after his car after he got kicked by one of the Zords <laughs> Okay, now for real, who would he play? I mean, I don't... There's Zordon. no one... He'd have to be Zordon, I think. Zordon? There's only one... Yeah. I mean, what, what, he can't be a Power Ranger. He can't be a Power Ranger. It's like he has to be... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it Zordon or I don't know? I heard a lot of... <laughs> okay, Zordon, yeah. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I think it's going to be... Uh, I, 
I mean, I guess I would say Jason. I think he had to be the star. I mean, Tom Cruise. They're high school kids, and Tom Cruise is going to be the guy. <laughs> you never been. You have been held. Jason's back. father, then I held know. back. <laughs> yeah, he could have been held back or left back. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. They get portrayed as a little younger. No, shut the fuck up, man. This is stupid, dude. Are we done? <laughs> My Alicia, who'd you say? It would either be Zordon or Jason's dad. Okay. He could have been. He could have been Jason. It yeah. could be if voice of Alpha. Voice, voice of Alpha. Alpha. Ooh, voice yeah. of Alpha is pretty good. Voice of the, Alpha. The T- the teacher, the detention teacher. <laughs> that guy, man. Um, if if they brought this is not for this movie. Bulk or Skull. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. If they do a sequel and they bring in Lord Zed, Tom Cruise is Lord Zed. That would be right. pretty cool. But that's that's it for me. But uh, yeah. Oh, real quick before we leave, um, I do want to shout out uh, Scott and Troy from Highly Unqualified Podcast. Um, it's a great podcast where they talk about movie news reviews. They recently did an episode where they talk about the best movies of 2018, so I'd definitely check them out. They're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, look for Highly Unqualified. You so, know what I like about their podcast? They give like, an agenda out. Yeah. Like, here's what we're going to do. We don't do that. You know, I really like how they did that. They're funny. Oh, yeah. they're, they're funny guys. They're yeah. hilarious dudes. So uh, thank you guys for the shout out and uh, definitely looking for more content. And you know we, we hope that you guys check them out too. So, uh, in the words of Tom Cruise, fuck you, Sally. Thanks for listening to this episode of $20 Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at $20 Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20ticket at gmail.com. That's two zero, the numbers, $20ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening.